This is The Rich Eisen Show. Jordan Love is really sitting there thinking, did you think I wanted to be in this position? The Rich Eisen Show. Big shot to Memphis and Penny Hardaway. He has a guy on his team that wears the really small shorts. And one time he had a breakaway layup and he missed it. And I promise it was because of the shorts. <laughs> Jalen Rose, everybody. What an answer. Today's guests, Packers reporter Rob Domofsky, Saints safety Malcolm Jenkins, Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee Isaac. Bruce, plus from Peacock's brother from another, Michael Hawley, and now it's Rich Eisen. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the okay. only way I could start this show. Is, yeah, <laughs> we're here. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Rich Eisen Show, everybody. It's a Thursday. It's the second Thursday in June, 2021. It's a uh, it's a great day in our neighborhood. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you, sir? My man, what's happening? How are you, uh, Mr. Del Tufo? Well. How are you, Mikey yeah. D? Here we go. Thank you, Bill Walton, everybody. Appreciate that. Uh, TJ Jefferson, how are you, sir? I'm great, man. Did you guys notice how bright the sun was this morning, by chance? Yeah. It's actually... I actually was going to say that because when no. I left my condo, yeah, the sun really was like, yeah, it was like it, was, it looked like noon at about eight this morning. Like, yeah, I don't, I know you're not a heavy drinker. Was last night a long night or no, no. man? I didn't know if like this was play, some type of solstice day or something I didn't know yeah. about. Or? The sun was high up and bright. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, solstice not for ten days. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Not for ten days. Well, it's prepping. Well, you know what it means? It just means we've got a great three-hour Rich Eisen show because <laughs> yes. the sun and the, the, the world orbits around our program. I don't, yes. know world about. I don't know if you're aware of that. And the basketball world kind of revolved around the sun last night. So. Ladies and gentlemen, I Mike mean, dropping, TJ I mean. Jefferson. It's like he chose the middle key all along. <laughs> From Monaco to El Segundo. Well done. He did not choose the milk. <laughs> Chris Paul, uh, do we? Is it? Is it like a no hitter? Do you talk about it? You don't talk about it. Chris Paul's halfway to the uh, Western Conference Finals. <laughs> well, look, he already had the injury and he played through it. So it's amazing. This is it's a different year. Territory. He's in. Don't talk about it. Like and 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 he's the maestro. Like they're not. He's not the. I mean, he's he's a a, a crucial component here, but he's. He's not like the main. They don't have to. They they don't demand that he's the main scorer. He's not number he one in the call sheet. Doesn't have to. He's correct. He doesn't have to take the game over. Like this is set up for him. Yeah. Like this is it for him. I mean, I know I'm, I'm punching the clown big time right now, but because <laughs> he's halfway there. Everyone's here in Los Angeles, California, where the sun's higher, I guess, and uh, shinier today. I didn't it's, notice that. I mean, it um, seemed like it. But I mean, we all know it's been a difficult slog for him to get to that third tier that mm-hmm. third level that third uh part of the i guess chessboard as he's making his way to try and checkmate the rest of the league but two for two and the nuggets look like they're missing jamal murray oh, they've got yeah. their mvp but they they look like that there's a you know they look like they're trying to hit that third that that third gear fourth gear fifth gear it's just not there they're 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 missing and maybe just maybe just maybe this is the end of their run obviously they do have the mvp and i'm sure that'll be a very special moment um in game three when i imagine there's going to be a presentation of some sort in front of the fans there in denver yeah for sure yeah right and we didn't even really kind of hit that yesterday because we were too deep in talking about short shorts and long shorts <laughs> with Jalen Rose. That video's done very well. Yeah, I saw. Um, but 
Nikola Jokic was uh, born into this league during a commercial break. Yeah. Did you see that video? I did, yeah. I don't know who put a that burrito. out there. <laughs> it, was during, it was during a Taco Bell commercial. Taco like, Bell hey, burrito. NBA draft coverage. We do it all the time, too, and in, in on NFL Network once you're through the first round. And I, I, I guess, what would you say the second round in the NBA draft is akin to a fifth, sixth, seventh round draft choice in the in the NFL, right? Six like you kind of, or yeah, fourth yeah. even, like at the top of the fourth round, the top of the third day, we're still doing pick by pick coverage. But once we get towards the end of the fourth round, at the top of the fifth round, we stop doing the let's go to the podium, let's hear it right here, right? right? right. So the second round of the draft, when the Nuggets were on the clock, they went to commercial break, to and you break. saw the bottom line, yeah. you know, drafted into the league. Man who had become MVP. So you can't count him out, but it does look good for the Suns right now, man. Does look good for your Phoenix Suns. And he ran away with the MVP. How about that? You saw the one vote from Derrick Rose was the fan vote, right? New Yorkers, man, will definitely stuff a ballot box. But it's too bad because, you know, the, the top MVP candidates throughout the year, they all got injured. LeBron James and Steph and Embiid and Steph Curry. All these guys went down. So. You see, that's why they got one vote. Giannis got one vote, even though he had just as good a statistics as he did the previous two years when he was the right. winner of the MVP. So, you know, this was kind of Jokic's award to lose down the stretch, and yeah. he's been tremendous. You can see how amazing he is. He's one of the most skilled big men in terms of yeah. passing and shooting that we've seen in such a long time, and they're about to get swept. By the way, that was an outstanding analysis that I'm greatly appreciative of because my only one was, hey, did you see he was uh, drafted during a Taco Bell commercial? <laughs> I'm glad you filled in the, the necessary <laughs> blanks there, Chris. Thank you. No problem, man. <laughs> they are not going to get I may figuratively and literally drop the ball there. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, not they don't start making shots, and Michael Porter Jr. is a little dinged right now. Like, they, they might get swept. I, I just don't. I mean, I can see them losing the series, and I can't see them not winning a game. So you had the night off tonight, not so much. <laughs> yeah, I had to like recover. Yesterday was recovery day. Okay, very good. You know, All right? Tonight, uh, tonight, not so much. Clippers back in action this yeah. evening. That'll be fun. Can't wait to watch all that. Speaking tonight. of teams that might get swept, Milwaukee better do something tonight. This is it. This is the whole, their whole season. They is already tonight. know Harden's yeah. out. Could you imagine the Nets sweep the Bucks without Harden? They we're way ahead of ourselves if here. That happens it's tonight. Give them the Larry OB. Yeah, right they might now, as well man. just cancel the season. Yeah. This is big time tonight. It's big. Big game. We'll talk about more of it uh, on this show as Nets, Bucks, Clippers, Jazz this evening. But as you know, we frequently have uh, quite a bit of uh, NFL on the brain here. Did you see who signed his rookie contract, Christopher Brockman? Did you see that? Well, I told you. Yes, you did. <laughs> This morning, I appreciate yes, you. Did. I mean, he knows yes, that's did. not how this works, Rich. No, he's that. He's been here for a long time. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. The wise and powerful Oz. Um, yes, you obviously did see that. Then. I did. Uh, it's Justin Fields, everybody. Fully guaranteed four-year deal worth eighteen. Thank God, bless Tom Posar of NFL uh, Media Group. He put it down to the dollar. Like right down to the dollar. Eighteen million eight hundred seventy. Well, well, actually, hold on a minute. Do you want to guess how much his contract oh, is? Okay. DJ without Jefferson? going over. Without going over. Yeah, let's do this. Okay, so you already said eighteen seven, right? Yeah. I heard that. Okay. So go ahead. Yeah, let's say eighteen thousand. Eighteen million. Oh, 18 million. oh my I'm god! <laughs> I know you. I know you don't want to go over, but oh, I'm still in prices right mode. Eighteen million seven hundred and. Uh, 
sixteen thousand dollars. Uh, you are you are under because it's eighteen eight seven one nine five two. Oof. Justin Fields, including an eleven million dollars signing bonus. Woo-hoo. Congratulations to you, sir. Cha-ching. Congratulations to you. And right here and right now, still as we're sitting here. As the Lions are finishing up their mandatory minicamp and the Bears have signed this man in Justin Fields and Andy Dalton's the QB1. We don't hear about Nick Foles very much these days, but we need to maybe even talk about Nick Foles because you take a look at Minnesota and then you take a look at Green Bay's minicamp that's wrapping up today. The only man who started a game in the National Football League's National Football Conference Northern Division is Kirk Cousins. And that entire, entire group. Kellen Mond hasn't. Again, if Nick Foles is still around in Chicago, he has, as we know. Andy Dalton hasn't. Jared Goff hasn't. Blake Bortles sure hasn't. Jordan Love hasn't. But Jordan Love was asked, is he ready to start week one? Hey, this is the soundbite that you remember yesterday. I told you when Tom Brady was speaking yesterday that the soundbite that would absolutely be pulled and would be the headline was him saying that, you know, the reality is things are different here because he will not countenance the concept of them just needing to roll the footballs out and win it again because they are the first team since the late 70s Steelers to bring an entire starting lineup from the previous year's Super Bowl team back for another run. Intact. Amazing how that hasn't happened since then. Yep. And Brady will not be here for the whole, well, I mean, you got everybody back. You got Tom. I mean, let's go. You should be doing it again. He will not have that. That will creep into the locker room. That will creep into the ear gates and enter the mind gates and come out the losing gates, to use many of the Michael Irvin phrases, you won't countenance that. That was the, basically the soundbot. I kind of nailed that one. I'm patting myself on the back, well, as is a, a, a host's want in a show like this one. This is the soundbite that, that came out of the Jordan Love press conference yesterday when asked if he would be ready to start the season in week one. Should the opportunity present itself, are you prepared to be the quarterback week number one? 100%. Um, obviously, this is a time where you know, I'm getting a lot of extremely valuable reps that you know, I might not have been getting in a normal circumstance. So uh, you know, I'm just I'm, you know, going to take it day by day. And, uh, you know, but, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I'm here for. I'm a, I was drafted here to play quarterback, so uh, I'll definitely be ready week one. Now, you could sit here and say, what a silly question that is. Because what is the answer you're going to expect from him? Could have given him the Kevin Durant answer. Because you could have basically, which is what? Well, did you see what happened after the game, uh, the Nets game? Did you see that, Brockman? The reporter asked Garnett, like, two years after your calf injury, did you expect to be back here? Right. And... He looked at me. He goes, yeah. "Is that a real question? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. how am I? Su- like, what am I supposed to? Say? How am I supposed to answer that? Like, yeah. the of question course. is, is like, wh- wh- how you know? Now that you're doing this here, the way that you are, what if I had told you when you were going through the injury that this is the result, or uh, you might even get the same answer than that, or 
you know, hey, what are your thoughts now about your journey now that you've reached this point, the journey of you going through free agency and her, you know, would you mind uh, letting us in on, on your thoughts on how satisfactory this must feel for you or something like that? Because to me, asking a question like, are you going to be prepared to be the quarterback in week one is similar to like, you know, walk me through, are, are you prepared to urinate down your leg week one if given the opportunity? Are you are you prepared to go into New Orleans and soil your pants? Because it's similar to like what's his response going to be. But it did, however, elicit an answer. I was brought here to play quarterback. Yes, Jordan Love, you were. And isn't that the reason why 12 isn't there? I heard that answer 100 percent. of course he's gonna be 100 percent. no actually if if given the opportunity week one i will in fact soil my pants and tune into fox so everybody could see that <laughs> no that's not the soundbite the soundbite is i was brought here to play quarterback ah yes you were jordan love just like any quarterback that's traded up for in the first round of the draft is brought there to play quarterback and to play quarterback for that team. Yes, correct. Correct Amundo, to use the phrase from Happy Days, that does in fact rhyme. Yep. So, how does this week's minicamp all move forward? Jordan Love did get the reps, didn't he? Sure and next time we hear from 12, we'll be assuming this will be the next time when he is all mic'd up, paired up with Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> Seriously. I, I, Why I, else would he be in front of a microphone? I mean, I, I don't think any uh, sports center anchors he's tight with is is leaving the network. Right, I mean, we'll invite him on. I can't imagine he would accept an invitation onto a show to continue to talk about things. I mean, he hasn't been on. Next time will be, and guess anywhere. what? Guess what he's going to say that day? Nothing. It will just be the subject of barbs and subject of razzing. It'll be the subject of haze and shade being thrown in his direction by everybody that he's competing against or is broadcasting his day. He'll expect it. He's ready to dish it back. We'll parse all of that. And then comes training camp. What will happen then? Because Jordan Love was brought there to play quarterback. Correct. And he was brought there to play quarterback sooner rather than later, or at least for sure before Rodgers was ready to give everything up until he had an MVP season, and thus a wrench got thrown in. But Justin Fields is in the mix now in Chicago. All eyes will be there. How quickly will he be able to be brought up to speed? Andy Dalton, Twitter QB1. Will he be actual QB1? And then there's Nick Foles. Don't forget there's an MVP of the Super Bowl that's still on that roster. How does he factor into all of this? What happens with Matt Nagy putting Justin Fields out there? His plan is to keep Justin Fields nailed to the bench and marinating as long as possible. Okay. That takes one year off the clock. I don't think he's going to be able to do that. 
It's great, man. That NFC North drama is great. And Rob Domofsky had a front row seat to it. And he's going to be joining us next to just put a bow on this week's chock full of conversations about Rodgers and the Packers and what happens next. And, I mean, as you know, we're just hunting and pecking for an answer that only 12 has. But we'll see because, you know, people talk at training camps. People talk at mini camps. People talk. What are you hearing? What do you think? What's the rumor? What's that? What's this? I really want to know what the chitter-chatter was in Green Bay, Green Bay this past week. What's the general sense of things? And I bet you the answer is going to be still the emoji. They shrug. Uh, we <laughs> don't know. Malcolm Jenkins of the New Orleans Saints. He will be first up uh, studying Jordan Love preseason <laughs> film, it looks like, as things currently look like uh, in the crystal ball. New Orleans Saints safety will be joining us. He's always a terrific uh, Q&A. Isaac Bruce, 2021 Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee. Yeah, he's part of this mix this year. And I'm going to tell him this. He is known for brevity. He is known for not being a man of many words. With many, many, many speeches this August on the slate. Isaac, we're counting on you. We need you. To, we need you to keep it tight. Keep it moving. <laughs> keep it tight. Michael Holly on this show. Uh, Garrett Cole started last night. We, the results are in, and the old school Garrett Cole showed up last night. Man, he was terrific. Supposedly with no spider tack or with spider tack with a spider. Dance that, dance that tack over here, spider. I don't know what it is. And Pete Alonzo of the Mets has now chimed in on this. Let them use. Let them use tack. <laughs> I thought you said you was all right. I thought you said you was using the I spider tack. You spider. was using the spider tack. What am I on the pay no tack list here? <laughs> so we'll talk about um, all of this before. on this program. Michael Holly will join us in hour three to help us take us to his show. As he uh, he and Michael Smith follow this show on NBC Sports on Peacock every single day. And brother from another. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Rob Domofsky from Green Bay, from the site of this week's minicamp and all the intrigue. That's next on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Did you see uh, Xander Shoffley drop a ball into the rough? Couldn't even see it. Right. in uh, Behind the 18th hole at Torrey Pines. Is it behind the 18th yeah, at Torrey Pines? Yeah. Ball disappeared. Disappeared. Was gone. And he was basically may be able to use a machete to hack it out of there. <laughs> the it that he hacked out is a chrome soft golf ball. That's what this man plays. John Rahm as well. We hope he's well wherever he is. Phil Mickelson, he uses Callaway Chrome Soft. Bombs. He uses the Callaway Chrome Soft XLS. That's the uh, Callaway's longest tour ball. That's the new Chrome Soft XLS. That's if you really want to hit bombs. We all do, but I use the uh, Chrome Soft X. That's uh, Callaway's number one ball on tour. You can also just use the original Chrome Soft. I'll pop one of those out of the box, too. That's the number one selling tour ball because most golfers love the combination of incredible distance, soft field, and short game control. Look, I'll just be straight up with you. If I can tell the difference, you can. I'm not very good. I'm trying to get better at it. And the fact that I have Callaway clubs, Callaway Epic Speed, Epic Flash from back in the day as well. And also, uh, the fact that I use my Chrome Soft golf balls, I love it. Choose your Chrome Soft today at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. Rob Domofsky when we come back. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. I used to know you when you didn't have what's going well, when on. When I didn't there. have hair. What's going on? back, Mortimer. <laughs> <laughs> you and Earl, now you do you think I should do this? Do you think I should do I, this? I do. Oh, wow. You do? I do. It, Rich, it will bring you back like no other. But, but where, where, Just, where, but where am I now, though? When you say bring me back, where, where am not, I right now? Where where am I, you're not really where am I? happy. What? You're, you're enthusiastical, <laughs> but you're not really happy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm happy with my head. Zoom in on it. I'm happy with my head right now. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with life. My hats have been cutting down. They, they were up to five days a week. Now I'm at two days a week now. Uh-huh. Because I'm feeling good about Prime right now. I'm, I, I look at myself on social media. It's taken at least nine years off of my life. Nine years? Yes. I'm looking like a young prime right now, man. You know, I looked at a picture of me in my profile the other day. I didn't know if it was one of my sons or me. That's the way I am right right now, Rich. Because, you know, know, Suze, you know my wife. She's like seeing you on the air, and she goes, huh. She's like, what? I didn't. Is that Dion? I'm like, yeah, that's Dion. You know what she's really saying? She's really saying. (laughs) It's Uh almost like a guy. See, we Uh can't do this. You know, if your girl starts to pick up a little weight, you really can't say it. You just, you know, like, hey, you want to work out today, baby? Not, not you, but we should work. You know, you can't say it. So she's like, is that Dion? Yeah. And she's just waiting for you to jump in there. It's like double dutch, and you just sitting out there. (laughs) You know, and she, and and she has the ropes, and she's just doing the ropes, and she just keep looking on you like, come on, baby, jump in. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. 
You can do this, man. No, I know I can, but I mean, see, you, you got a lot to work with on the outsides. This is your expert opinion, yes. having okay. See, you have a lot of uh, but if I donor just... hair, they call it donor hair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have as much donor hair as you did. But it, but wouldn't it just be jarring for people to see me? You don't think it was jarring? For, you just gotta just go for it. You're brave, Rich. You don't care what people think. Wouldn't I have to take like two weeks off? No. Come on. How long? No, how, how, a, how many days do I have to be out of the chair? Wear a hat. You don't have to be. Out what do you mean wear a hat? I don't wear a hat on this but show. You can't. Damn, Tufo does. You can't, Rich. Oh, but Rich, that's have, not that's not an example. They, what if I showed up on the show with like a hat? For, it, like, okay. Rich, they know what's going on. You tell them this is what's going on. I just have a, a rainy day mm. for like three days, five days, yeah. and you're back. You're back, Rich. Should I do it? Do it, Rich. Rich. Don't do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> See, don't do it. Rich, do uh, it. You should do it. All right. <laughs> Fun stuff. <laughs> Check all our stuff out at youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show on our archives as we turn seven this fall. Back here on our Rich Eisen Show radio network along with NBC Sports on Peacock with the uh, – Packers mini mandatory mini camp uh, in the uh, rearview mirror in Green Bay, Wisconsin. We figured let's check in with a man who's been covering this team for ever and a day from the worldwide leader in sports, Rob Domofsky. How are you, Rob? Rich, it's actually not over. There's one more practice, oh. and I'm on the sideline right now watching punting drills. No, so this is one more day of practice. I hope I hope nobody goes crazy because they you know down a punt at the one yard line, which is about. Uh, Ten yards away from me, right? Now. Okay, Rob. Now let's let's do this. Chris Brockman, can you can you do this uh, live tweet through what Rob is about to tell us? Sure, what's yeah, going about, on at Packers mini yeah, camp yeah, about punting. Rob, what is happening right now? Let's we're going to live tweet this, and of course, give you credit. What's happening right punter now? Jake, punter Jake, punter J.K. Scott just kicked a punt that rookie third round pick Amari Rogers oh. fair caught at the five yard line. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So does that mean that uh, Scott's he's already at at regular season postseason uh, quality, and and that Rogers is also needing maybe you know fair catch something in the five yard line? You got to let that go. Like how do we how do we interpret this? Is it good or is it bad, well, Rob? Yeah, let, let's let's leave the interpretation for when we get the uh, actual live eleven on eleven uh, offense versus defense, and we can scrutinize every throw Jordan loves make, <laughs> makes like we have the last. Two days. So uh, the other thing I can tell you is that yes. Matt LaFleur is currently standing in the end zone talking to Devontae Adams, uh, who has basically been just chilling out for the last two days. He's been here. He's been doing some work off to the side, but has not actually done any uh, football. He's not been catching any footballs from Jordan Love or any other quarterback this week. Okay, so the, the tweetable uh, items are what you told us about <laughs> J.K. Scott and Amari Rogers. Um, yeah. And then the fact that that uh, Devonte Adams and Matt Lafleur are talking in the end zone right now. Those are tweetable. Right items. now, currently, currently speaking with each other. Chris, please put it out there right now on <laughs> at Rich Eisen Show and, and make sure that we include Rob Domofsky's uh, Twitter handle. The right tweets there. are up. Let's, there we go. Let's go. That's it. It's called going viral and being current. Um, so, there we go. so while we are in the middle of all this, what is the takeaway from this week, Rob Domofsky? Well, you know. I, I, in part, it's business as usual, right, Rich? Because none of us expected Aaron Rodgers to be here, and of course he's not. And and it's business as usual in the sense that we were going to scrutinize everything Jordan Love did because this is really the first chance we've seen him to be QB1. And Tuesday was a 
pretty much a complete and utter disaster. And yesterday he was in the Hall of Fame. So like <laughs> somewhere in the middle today, you know, we'll see what he does uh, when they go to team periods here in about a half hour, 45 minutes. So, uh, but I can tell you, I will be charting every throw just like I have the last couple of days. And then people will mock me on Twitter for saying it's practice in helmets and shorts in June and uh, no one's hitting anyone, which is all true. Every bit of that is true. But it is, again, the first time that we're seeing somebody who, based yeah. on the tea leaves potentially being red right. uh, and, with and writing it, on the wall, you know, yeah. could be the guy well, in really New Orleans. interesting, okay? This is my 25th year covering this team, and for 24 years, they've done quarterback reps one way in Green Bay, whether it's been Mike Holmgren, Ray Rhodes, Mike Sherman, Mike McCarthy, or Matt LaFleur last year. They always do it the same way. The starter gets the first four or five reps. Then the backup gets the next three or four reps. Then the third stringer gets the next two or three reps. That horn, by the way, is signaling the end of the special teams period. Very good. That. Appreciate um, that. And, and then if there's a fourth quarterback, maybe he gets a rep or two. However, this week... Jordan Love, when they go to a team period, takes every single rep. On right. Tuesday, yeah. at one point, he took 16 straight snaps. Okay, Yesterday, his longest uh, period was 11 straight snaps. And then Blake Bortles came in and got like two or three. And then uh, Kirk Benkert, who's their other quarterback in camp, got like one and off. So I've never seen them in my 25 years of doing this and i would assume um this is not you know the norm at other places around the league either of having one quarterback take 10 12 14 16 straight snaps that tells you that it, they are crash coursing jordan love right now to get him ready just in case yeah they have to i mean especially since yeah. you know you, you know in your 25 years you've also just like the rest of us have never seen an entire season where somebody could get some reps, um, didn't because there was a pandemic. Yes. So, no I mean, question. The, and, and, and that plays a factor in it. But obviously, if Aaron Rodgers were here, yeah. uh, the reps would be divided so much differently, and it would probably be a more traditional uh, rep count. Um, you know, even when, even those years when Brett Favre would skip minicamp, the last couple of years of Mike Sherman, they would excuse him. And Aaron Rodgers was a rookie and a second year guy, they still didn't do the reps this way. Um, so I, I just think it's incredible to watch the workload. Uh, I went back and looked at my notes last year from training camp, and Jordan Love threw about 55 passes in team periods over the, what was it, about a three-week training camp last year, if I remember right. He threw 55 passes in 11-on-11 drills. I'm not talking about the stuff where they're working, throwing into the nets off the side. I'm talking 11-on-11 football. In the last two days, he's thrown 51 uh, passes. <laughs> Uh, so basically, all of his work in the last two days is equal to what he did the entire training camp last year. Rob Domofsky of ESPN, uh, ESPN NFL Nation reporter there in Green Bay, joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show. And Jordan loves media availability. I, I thought he handled himself uh, very well. I thought it's just what a tough spot for him. And the, the, the soundbite that everyone's talking about is him saying he's 100% going to be yeah. ready for week one as if he's going to say, I'm also, you know, uh, 100% ready to soil myself. Yeah, like I'm 50-50. I'm, I'm not quite sure. You yet. know, I mean, like that would have been the soundbite. But to me, what he said a few lines after that is what jumped out at me, him saying like he was brought here to play quarterback. And I'm like, yes, that's yeah. the point. That's the whole deal. Yeah. So what what is what, what are you hearing? What are you and your colleagues talking about? Maybe pulling somebody from the the Packers uh, organization aside. What what is the scuttlebutt, if you will, of what's 
uh, at this at this facility. Yeah, when you when you stand on the sidelines of practice and the the scouts uh, and the assistant coaches walk by, you know, you always try to grab a minute or two of their time. And and I would say, you know, the last couple of weeks during mini camp, I'm, I'm sorry, during OTAs, you know, the guys were a little concerned about you know love and and you know one one guy kind of smirked and said. Well, you know, Aaron Rodgers is probably uh, liking this if he could see it because he loved was struggling. And then yesterday, man, when he got hot and started throwing dimes down the field and everybody's sort of mood changed and the energy at practice was, you know, it reminded me of a training camp practice where Rodgers would carve up the defense. And, and, you know, that's sort of what happened yesterday. It just sort of energized the whole thing. And, mm. you know, just reading body language yesterday on the sidelines, it, it, it sure looked like there was a, Okay, this is what this is why they drafted this guy. This is what we saw, um, you know, in college, especially his uh, not as necessarily his last year where he struggled a little bit, but his second to last year where, you know, he was outstanding. I think there was that belief yesterday that, oh, I get it now. That that kind of thing, you know, Rich, when it's sort of you see something that you've heard about but haven't really seen in person, and now you see it, and you just go, oh, okay, I get it now. No, and and I know some people might be hearing this conversation, Rob, and saying once again, like you like you intimated before, it's just June. Like, what are you yeah. like? What are you doing? Well, but this inform this sort of stuff uh, informs a coaching staff, and it also informs yeah. a front office in a way that they might conduct their business. But we all know at the end of the day, Rob, that there's no choice normally between let's run it back with our MVP quarterback or let's go into a season with a guy we have no idea. Who, when yeah. his huggies are going to drop, you know, week one, or like <laughs> like Mahomes, or or like week yeah. eight, week ten, week twelve, like every other first year quarterback, and that totally flushes a, a Super Bowl potential run down the toilet. So, what what is the latest on what you're hearing about the the conversation? Are, are they having conversations? Best you can tell. The, the, the as best I can tell. Um, the Packers are, if, if not checking in directly with Rodgers, at least in touch with his representatives on a semi-regular basis. But I also think that they're of the belief that, you know, we just need to basically wait till training camp rolls around and, and hope he realizes, A, how much we want him here, B, how much his teammates want him and need him, and C, how much Rodgers might miss football if we hold firm in our stance that we are not trading him, which they – continue to say uh and that that he will you know eventually say well i've got no choice but to to try again here and and make at least one more run at it and and that in that sense it's almost like the ball is in rogers court everyone wants to know what the packers are going to do well at this point i mean i don't know what more they can do they have offered him a contract extension um they have tried to address some of his concerns um obviously not to his liking at this point because if it was then we wouldn't be having this conversation we'd, we'd be watching Aaron Rodgers right now in minicamp and not uh, number 10 Jordan Love in the red jersey so um I do think they they are of the hope and the belief that at some point between now and September 12th when they play at New Orleans to start the season and preferably much before that that they will have Aaron Rodgers back here but from the perspective of Rodgers, I have not heard anything to suggest that he has changed his stance. Now, I know James Jones, uh, his, his good friend and former teammate, made some comments yesterday that said he believes, uh, something I'm paraphrasing, but believes that it can be resolved and will be resolved. That may be true, uh, but that is not what I have been told, and that is not what most of us that cover the team 
on a daily basis and from a national perspective have been told. We, are, we have been told that he is still dug in and nothing has changed. Well, I mean, the, the, the question is, is the contract that's been put there, and this is the one thing that I haven't been able to determine, uh, were the terms of that contract that has been offered to Aaron Rodgers long enough and steep, yeah. heavy enough on a, on a, on a financial commitment to yes. to be interpreted that Jordan Love does not get on the field as long as Aaron right. Rodgers is is still the starting quarterback there, and that's right? I think ultimately what he was looking for initially. And I'm talking when I say initially, I'm talking like right after the season, right you know, uh, January, February. Uh, that's what he was looking for then, and that was not offered to him at that point. Um, just a simple restructure was offered at that point, which then you know in some ways continued, I, I won't say put this in motion because I think it was in motion before that, Right. but continued th- this in motion. And by the time they got around offering him something, maybe a little bit more, um, you know, I, I got the sense that it was almost too late um, or mm. at least to this point, it's been too little too late. So um, whether that changes, you know, between now and, and those dates we talked about, uh, you know, I guess we just have to wait and see. What did you make, Rob Domofsky, uh ESPN Packers reporter? What did you make of the um, the monthly missive from Mark Murphy from the president's office from yeah. the top of the flow chart? Him saying that it's had this has divided the fan base, meaning that there yeah. have been. No, some, well, it's, a, it's a great question, Rich, and and, and my initial response is, why in the world would he bring that up? Right, yeah, like why exactly. from a PR standpoint? Why would you even? acknowledge that that was my initial reaction and then i sat there and thought about it for a few more minutes and i said to myself well maybe he did it as a way of sending a message to rogers that hey you know the one thing i know you care deeply about is your legacy here and what the fans think of you and and now i'm going to send you a message that hey not everyone is behind you in this and and to me that could be the only reason that Mark Murphy would do that in that forum, unprompted, right? It was his mail weekly mailbag or monthly mailbag column, and the question wasn't even about uh, Aaron Rodgers, if, if if I remember correctly. It was it, it didn't even address the situation, and Murphy used that as a jumping off point for to make the statement that the, this this situation has divided the fan base. Uh, to me, it was either a, a really weird, odd PR move. Or it was a genius move if they think that it's going to help sway Rodgers to to, to let him know that his legacy is is maybe in jeopardy. I I think I told you this when I was on your show last time, um, that, you know, the reaction around town from from what I've experienced is definitely split. And there are plenty of people who say, well, if Rodgers doesn't want to be here, you know, forget him. (laughs) There are other people that say they should fire Brian Gutekunst, fire anybody Aaron Rodgers wants fired. (laughs) And, and and be done with it and bring him back. Um, there was a yard sign uh, down the street from me, and, and we used it on a sports center piece a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. that, that some guy put in his yard, it said, Aaron, comma, go pack, meaning it's a, it's a twist on the go pack cheer, basically telling Aaron, go pack your bags. You know, like that's the, that, that is the one yard sign that I have seen. Uh, I'm still waiting for uh, some others to pop up in my neighborhood, but that's the one that I see on a daily basis. You sure the Saints fan didn't put that there for week one? <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, like like there's a reality here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? this, guy, this guy also had a big package flag on his front porch, so... Uh, Hey, I mean, you know, Jared Goff's coming to town in week two for the opening Monday nighter. And let's not forget Jared Goff, uh, you know, uh, has been in that building before, obviously, with Aaron Donald on the other, you know, uh, uh, on the other, uh, I guess, unit. But 
I mean, yep. he's been there, but uh, I guess you'd be, be careful what you wish for. My, my last question for you then, uh, Rob, is we had Andrew Brandt on the show, and I'm sure you know Andrew, mm-hmm. and, he, well. and, and he had a front row seat uh, for, for many years um, in the Packers front office, and he, if anybody knows about the culture that Mark Murphy is keeping going on with Gutekunst and the role of Ted Thompson, he would know. He thinks that the Packers, no chance they trade him, and that Aaron's going to be faced with a late July decision and an early August decision of either show up or or sit at home. And and it's Jordan Love, and you know we'd be terribly disappointed, uh, but maybe then we'll trade you in 2022, but enjoy sitting where, wherever right. you are. Is that really the, the, the way this is going to potentially go? I, th- think? I think there's a decent chance of that, Rich, and, and here's why. Um, if you trade him now, um, there's no real difference in the value that you're going to get as if you trade him in February, March, or April of next year. Combined with the fact that let's say you just use Denver as an example. Let's say you, you trade him to Denver – Right now, and Denver's probably got a decent team as long as they have a quarterback, they probably win, what, 10, 11, 12 games even with, with Rodgers. All of a sudden, that draft pick is in the 20s, right? You're, you're picking 25 from that pick that you get in the trade. Uh, whereas if you wait till after the season, Denver has another five-win, six-win season, and you make the trade before next year's draft, now you're picking in the top 10, right, with that pick that you just acquired for them. So what's the incentive at this point? Um, to, to make any move, if, if, if Rodgers is dead set on not playing and you know he's not going to play for you, then why move him right now unless you're getting another couple of stud players? But at that point, that seems really unlikely. Rob, appreciate the time, man. Um, uh, enjoy the rest of, uh, of camp. I appreciate you giving us the uh, exclusive through your eyes accounting of the punting portion. As you know, that speaks to my near and dear. And there's our shot. There's our... There, you want to read out the tweet that you put up there, yeah. Chris? There it is. Yeah, there There's... it is. J.K. Scott just kicked a punt that rookie third-round pick Amari Rodgers. Fair cut at the five-yard line. Live punting updates <laughs> Rob Demonsky. There you go. We include your <laughs> handle, too. The, the, hey. Right now they're throwing routes on air, which means against no defenders in the red zone. And uh, uh, Jordan Love and Blake Bortles are throwing at one time. And then the two, uh, Kirk Benkert, and they have a tryout quarterback, are jumping in and taking the next rep. So we, we should be getting close to actual 11-on-11, 11 11, yes. and, and I will uh, provide some updates on and, that as well. And Please the, tri- yeah, the tryout quarterback is named Fett Barve. It's really odd. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's, thank you for laughing at my dad joke. I appreciate that. Thank you, Rob. You take care. All right, Rich. We'll be seeing you. You got it. That's uh, be good, Rob Demosky. I look forward to Rob's tweets in like an hour and a half. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's go. Throwing, oh, yeah. throwing Against Air was the best uh, Pink Floyd album uh, of the 90s, I think, right? Yes. Right after Delicate Sound of Thunder. Throwing Against Air. 86, yeah. Yep, right. 88, I think. Throwing Against Air. Throwing Against Air. <laughs> all right, we'll take a break. I, I, I have a couple of cents off of all of that about banking on Rogers coming back because he doesn't want the fans to turn on him. Talk about that next. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. 
you know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What makes a Super Bowl champion, in your estimation? Like, is there is there a formula, something a fan can think about, or a player knows needs to be on a team? What do you, what, well, I what think you it, it starts with a culture first. Um, if you don't have a winning culture, meaning that you you have from top down, from coaches to every player on the roster, everybody is bought into what you're doing in in, in the smallest ways, um, in that. And it's not, you're not having to be directed by everybody. So if there's an issue, if your locker room can handle it within a locker room without it ever having to be, you know, a coach thing, then you you know you've kind of established some type of culture. Secondly, you got to have the talent. Um, but then I think the the two other things that really are kind of out of your control is you got to stay healthy and then you got to come up with a little bit of luck. And you also have to have those button-pushing moments, too. Both your coaches from your Super Bowl yeah. wins made some ridiculous calls on special they, teams. Yeah. Ridiculously cojones-filled calls. Definitely. What was it like uh, in the locker room when Sean Payton said, we're going to go onside kick to start the second half of that Super Bowl? So no. I think it's like, you know, both coaches, I think, understood, like, who we were, right? And so we were playing the Colts and, you know— Manning was eating everybody up. We knew going into that game, we needed to steal two possessions. If we can do that, we can score with them and we, we'd win. And so the very first one, we, we, two weeks before the Super Bowl, we said, all right, we're going to put in this kick, practice it over and over and over and over. And we go in at halftime and he's like, hey, how, how do y'all feel about it? And everybody's like, let's do it. And so we come out. We get it. That was the first possession we stole. And then the second one was Tracy Pick Porter. Six. Sure. Yeah. So you took the temperature of the locker room? Yeah, Sean I mean, yeah. Well, he's like, like hey, how do you guys feel about it? Everybody's like, run it. Right. All right, let's go. Same thing, you know, and when we played the Patriots, we knew they were going to. The Philly special. Yeah, we knew they were going to go. Uh, and they were going to score points. For us on defense, it got to the point where, like, we just need one stop. And then if, if our offense can keep, you know, doing stuff, that, that Philly special, obviously, as one of the gutsiest plays in in Super Bowl history, but paid off. It's amazing. Yeah. You were there. You were there for both. I mean, you could you could say gutsiest calls in the history of the Super Bowl. We just talked about one, two. You could even argue which one's one and which one's two. Yeah, I was on the field for one, and he's on the sideline for the other, just kind of watching. But it's really special. Yeah. You're on the sideline, yeah, for that, right. And I didn't know what they were going to run. So you did was, not. No, I didn't. I hadn't even seen them practice it. Really? Yeah. 
So I didn't even know where it came from. So you were like a fan in the stadium, yeah. which was like, where the hell did that come from? Right. I mean, it's, it's a copycat league. The Patriots ran that play against us a couple years before we played them right. in the Super Bowl. Tom caught it and then did it again in the Super Bowl. And obviously, Tom didn't catch it that time. One of my favorite Buckeyes, Malcolm Jenkins, joining us in 12 minutes' time. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. So we just heard from Rob Domofsky at ESPN uh, echo what I think we've heard from Florio, um, which is the Packers believe that Rodgers at some point will take stock, and the one thing that he does not want is his legacy in Green Bay to be tarnished to the point where um, he, he is at the point of no return. And that he'll, if you will, blink, for the lack of a better phrase, or soften, if you want to use a, a less infused word, and, and come back. And or assign whatever's in front of him. And, you know, I, I have always a sense in, in the world uh, of about any deal that I've wanted to have happen in my life, whether it's negotiating, you know, for my broadcast contract, uh, this show, this show's existence, um, buying a home. You're a homeowner, Chris. I am. Mike Del Tufo. Yes. Right. TJ, do you own a rent? I don't know. I rent. Okay. So yeah, I'm not balling uh, yet, Rich. No, at, at <laughs> some point, you know, uh, you're in this position. I always have a, a mindset that there's two times during a negotiation that you want to have happen, two times where you'll feel like it's never going to happen. Two times. Did you ever have that, you have that experience when you were buying your, your home? Uh, yes, okay. absolutely. And with this show, Rich, it felt like it was never going to okay, happen so, <laughs> I mean, back in the day. So, yeah. And with the Packers and Rodgers, they probably thought that this deal was absolutely going to happen. Like Rogers wasn't going to do what he's doing right now. Right. Um, the first time where they had to think, oh gosh, this may not happen is when they went out to California, apparently, and put something in front of them and there was a problem. And then the Schefter report comes out on that Thursday, the draft and, oh, you know what? Oh, where now the uh, coach LaFleur is feeling fielding a phone call from his good buddy Kyle Shanahan saying, hey, I'm doing my due diligence. I know that we've owned the entire a news cycle for the last seven weeks about what we're doing, trading all the way up to three. I'm ready to pitch all of that if Rodgers is available. Literally, that phone call. And he's just like, yeah, it's not happening. Click. That's one time. The second time is going to be when Rodgers doesn't show up again. Yeah. And I think they're already front-loading the – yeah, this is an evenly divided fan base now. I'm fully admitting this, types Mark Murphy and hitting send into Packers.com to try and get Rodgers to understand those, those Aaron Go Pack signs that are out there. I can't believe that. <laughs> I mean, that Rob <laughs> says somebody put on a front lawn out there in Green Bay. Like it's Friday Night Lights. <laughs> it's kind of what it is, right? <laughs> yeah. That 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 maybe they're front loading to avoid that second time when Rogers doesn't show up because Rogers I don't think is going to show up, and then this is going to be another one of those moments where this deal may not get done, and they'll feel that. And Rogers may feel that sort of pressure that he's hearing about that, 
Jordan Love said that they talked a week before the offseason workout program was beginning. So it's not like Aaron's completely disappeared. I'm sure he's talking to all of his friends on the yeah. team, and he's. I, I, I would be stunned if he's just totally tapped out of society. Yeah, you in think his he life. hasn't texted no, Devontae no, Adams? So I mean, he, may, he may know what the boots are on the ground, but all you have to see here is is what happened with Favre. It can't get any worse than that in Green Bay. Okay? The only way it can get worse than that is if Rodgers says, I'm out. And then they go with Jordan Love, and then he calls, calls up, I'm back in. I, I actually, my bad. I want to, like, that's what Favre did. That's, well, that's what Favre that's did. What Favre Multiple did. times. Multiple but times. the one time yeah. that Mike McCarthy said, we've moved on, which is what Andrew Brandt told the story yesterday of uh, Favre saying, I'm out, but now I want to come back. And, and, and McCarthy's like, yeah, we're finally moving on Aaron Rodgers. We've moved on. And I, I heard, I'll tell the story. I heard that brass, the brass went to visit Favre in the middle of all that. Packers. Correct. Front office. Correct. Correct. Went down to his, I didn't get this from Favre, okay? So I'll just say that. Went to Mississippi. Yes. Yes. And went down there and visited him to tell him when maybe he thought that they were coming to tell him to come back. They told him, hey, we'll send, you want your locker? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's what I heard. Whoa. Hey, do you want wow. – we'll send it to you. Wow. I might be setting something off here because I wasn't – I don't know. I'm just like telling – I mean, it's years ago. I, I just don't know if this is a a, a a statute of limitations on this. And and that's when I think he realized this thing's over. We'll box up the stuff. And so, true story. <laughs> this is what I was told. Yeah. It's a true st- – and so – Rodgers must know all the machinations that went behind the scenes. Yeah, from that. And then Favre went and wound up coming back in division to play against them. So Rodgers would have to say, I'm out. No, I'm back in after the Jordan Love train has left the station. And then go somewhere else. For one year. For one year. For one year. And then show back up and start playing for the Lions or the Bears. Which won't happen because they just saw, they just got a kid or or the Vikings. You know what I mean? I, who the hell knows? Like the, you would have to do that, and still after all of that, who walks on water in Green Bay? I'm sure there might be some Packers fans saying, "I still haven't let let it go with Brett Favre." Exactly. Who's now showing back up and talking of, at Packers events and is Mister Packer? Favre. And Roger sees that. But they also knew Favre had to stand for what he stood for and then went somewhere else and then showed back up and almost made the Super Bowl because that's what he wanted to do. And he's still Mr. Packer because the Packers have essentially made up with him. So you're going to go with the gambit of like, yeah, let's make him think the fans aren't on his side. I think that's a miscalculation. Personally, Malcolm Jenkins, who might be defending Rodgers or Love coming up. I mean, it was bad between Favre and the Packers. It was really bad between them. It got really, really like, what the hell is happening bad? 
And Rogers had a front row seat to all that. He knows exactly what happened then, which is why he's trying to head it off at the pass here again. And he may be a, a sensitive guy and he wants to be loved. We all do. I am so guilty as charged on that one. You know, like literally me saying what I just said moments ago about the locker in my head. I'm like, you know, what? I didn't really get the go ahead from from anybody to tell to, to tell what I've heard here. But I try, try to shoot my audience straight. And there are probably many people in our industry who would never think twice or care about right. that sort of thing. That's just the way I'm wired. I want everyone to like me and I want to be liked. And, you know. That's 13 years ago. And, and, and that's the end of that, you know. And Rogers wants to be liked. He's he's a... Anytime I've been around him, he's just been a a, a fun-loving guy. Whenever I've been around him. And so, sure, when it all comes down to it, what? He's going to be like, I've got to go back there. I've just made this whole stance. Yeah. And, yeah, let me sign that contract that doesn't actually allow me to affect my exit window here because, man, they're putting signs up about me on front lawns. <laughs> They're calling, they're calling radio shows up. They may boo me when I show back up there. Favre has shown back up in Green Bay. They love him. Please. They love him. Please. He played for the Vikings. And all Rodgers is saying is, I might retire. I want to go play for the Broncos. That's the Broncos. No matter what skin is it off of you. When, he, when, he, when Favre played for the Vikings. Like that's one step below the Bears, not too far. It's like one one slice of cheese difference away <laughs> for some people up there. One cheese wedge. I think that's a a, a a poor gambit. But there's a second time coming in this negotiation where it's going to look like it's not going to get done. And as you know, sometimes the house falls through. Sometimes. <laughs> Hour number two coming up right here on The Rich Eisen Show.